3: John and Ken show. John Cobell. It's a desperate attempt uh, for us to s- remain relevant. Yeah. Like holiday music. um Live everywhere on the I radio app.
5: We used to dress up on Halloween. You did.
6: John dressed up on Halloween at the I didn't station? Come,
5: didn't come to work, no. Uh, no, not at the station. He used to go to parties with his wife and stuff. I had a ballerina outfit.
6: I'd like to he see that. did. it was
3: very charming. <laughs> I don't think you would.
6: <laughs> probably
0: not.
3: <laughs> the reaction would not be, oh, would you wear that next year? <laughs>
5: John and a tutu.
0: Oh boy.
5: Oh, should we do that for the next uh, fundraiser Ooh, for uh...
6: and that would get a lot of likes and a lot of money.
5: Yeah. would you would you put on a tutu no, to raise no. money for you uh, know, oh. I, just, I just
3: don't have the body I used to. Postathon is coming up in a couple weeks. Yeah, In a couple of weeks, Is it really? Oh my God! Yeah, you're right. It's November tomorrow, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's November tomorrow. What hell happened to my life? Where did what? it go? Life is passing you by. Wow. I Feel like we just did
5: that. I know. It's what I always think of when that when that kind of thing comes up, when my mother turned ninety, she looked at me one day. And she goes, "I don't know how I got here. It just <laughs> seems like yesterday. How did I get to Aww. be? No- I don't understand. How did I get to be ninety already? I know." What are those things? Uh big story, of course, today was federal charges against uh, how what are we going with David David de I,
3: I right? told you Alex Stone no, it says it's the Pap, but I've heard it the Pape. Right. De, de Pape, pap, De Pap, De pappy. De Pap De Pap, De Pap. Some Canadian name.
5: The, this, uh,
3: y- y- well, yeah, he's an illegal alien from Canada. Look on. Well, yes. We should yeah. give him uh, the same treatment since he's a criminal. He he should have been deported a long time ago. He's being charged. He
5: was charged federally, and now the state is charging him through the San Francisco DA, including attempted murder and kidnapping charges
3: there. so In fact, what reporter is going to have the gonads to ask uh, Nancy Pelosi, don't you think this is a sign we should be enforcing immigration law? See if anybody does that. That's what I would do. I was so a he's supposed to be in court
5: tomorrow on the state charges. The feds charged him, but he was not in court today. Uh, a couple of interesting things that came out today. He knew that Paul Pelosi called 911, and he said, I'm going to stay here because I'm fighting tyranny, and I need to make my case. I'm not surrendering. And I guess that may have been what
3: led him to smash Pelosi in the head with a hammer. I don't know, but... <laughs> That's... Definitely not an act of surrender. Can you it's imagine that dangerous. a ham? When, every time I hear it described, can you imagine a hammer on the top of your From head, your skull? I know. God, he easily could be dead. I bet. I wonder if he's got some brain damage. I mean, yeah, I, they said he's expected to recover. But yeah, he but was. they I had to do some surgery. I don't believe anything anybody says anymore.
5: I, really I know don't. you
3: don't. Well, I mean, uh, common sense. Hammer on the head, and this guy had crazy man strength. um, Does that seem like something you you walk away from? I
5: I don't know. Uh, And again, the other tidbit today, he did want to smash Nancy in the kneecaps if she lied to him. I guess he had a series of questions he was going to ask her. Mm -hmm. And if she lied, he was going to smash her in the kneecaps with the hammer. If she told the truth, she could go free. But the kneecap thing was to show people in Congress what happens to you if you lie, because she'd have to return in a wheelchair.
3: Well, he was on on some psychedelic hallucinatory drug for a long time. And and those psychedelic drugs like um, LSD, they they do permanent brain damage. They Have cause permanent of, brain damage. What is the name of that? Of, I, I was gonna look it up.
5: Oh, that drug you said before? Yeah. He was on a he was on a website called friendlyfriends.com. Anybody know friendly friends? Friends. No. He discussed how he had an invisible fairy friend that sometimes appeared to him in the form of a bird and he shared images of Hillary Clinton as a zombie. Yeah, he really was on some drug trips. um
3: yeah one of the neighbors said he used to talk to angels. Yeah, oh. here it is yeah that, that he because uh, the the locals approached her, approached him and her, him and the the wacky girlfriend, Oxane Tubb. Oh, right. Gypsy. Um, one neighbor said they were a weird collective of hippie nudists. Frequent. Well, we have some audio if you want to hear it. Frequent crying, yelling, and screaming coming from within the house.
5: Let's play cut two from one of the neighbors.
0: Our vehicle was out of commission. I was walking passed and Gypsy's son was with a small little girl and he was on the bus and the little girl and Gypsy's son were walking away from the bus and the guy remained on the bus and that's when I recognized his face. That's the only time I ever saw his face was within like the last month or so or a couple weeks.
5: Do you know how how long he stayed during that a couple months no, ago? We? No,
0: we try to just avoid them at all costs. Okay. Until but, they, you know, bother us.
5: Okay, but so the last time you saw him was a couple weeks ago? Yeah. And he was here for a few days? Yes. Okay.
0: Anything strange about him or anything mm-hmm. that stood out? There's something strange about okay. the whole household. <laughs> the entire household is very, very strange. How about him? Um, uh, he is birds of a feather with uh, uh, akin to them. So they are just... You know nudist drug abusers and that's who gravitates toward them and
5: the children i'm sorry the children who live there they seem to be under age or under 18.
0: i'm not sure how old they are okay
4: and trisha again what's the what do you say their politics are
0: um i'm not sure i would imagine that they're more left-leaning uh because of their support for uh um, the gay community um and for uh I'm sorry for other people, but uh, it is... Uh, now I'm not sure what way they lean yeah. because... Because they have the flag, the LGBT flag with the yeah. pot. Yeah. So. But any signs of anti-Semitism? You know, they are completely unhinged, so I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised at all.
4: Yeah.
0: Uh, it, it, They... Nothing that they believe in aligns with their actions. So they'll say that they are... You know pro-black lives and then they'll call the police on black people mm-hmm. and uh so they don't stand by their actions don't stand by their words so
4: some paranoid behavior it sounds yeah, like
0: yeah absolutely and They're almost very and some psychotic
4: behavior too yes. okay
5: was that also demonstrated when david was president or was that yeah
0: times when... yeah it, it's never changed how they've acted
5: david acted the same way
0: um from what i saw of him he he's never approached me or my partner at all, um, but I've just seen him helping out around the house with like yard work and then I saw him living on the bus. Um, I've never even heard him
1: speak. Did you know his name or you just recognized the picture? I didn't picture?
0: recognize his name, but I also don't know the name of the kids either.
1: Okay, you just recognize his picture from today? Yes, right? okay. yeah. That Did is him.
5: we think yeah. he's the father of some of them or
0: <laughs> Not sure at all, okay. but if he is, uh, their mom told me that there was, uh, abusive nature in their father so if it is him then he has abused his own children
5: get your full name please
0: i can't i yeah. don't want to just those those yeah that's fine okay.
5: so now this gypsy tob is 10 years older than him and their relationship was falling apart so he may not have been at this house as much recently as he was he was living supposedly in the garage of a home in richmond some distance from this Berkeley home that they're describing.
3: I think that woman uh, that you heard is named Trish. Trish, yeah. Because I'm looking through Michael Schellenberger's story, and some of the quotes in the story match exactly what she said there. And um, when she was asked about psychotic behavior, she said, yes, tons of drug use, mental instability, screaming, calling the police about hearing conversations that were never had, the wailing at night. I've seen them looking unreasonably sweaty at night. Hmm. That's a hint to me that they're using drugs because heavy sweating is a common reaction to ibogaine use. Family members once pulled the school bus in front of the driveway in order to get in order to take down shoes that were dangling over the telephone wire. They were trying to knock the shoes down because they thought these shoes will fit the neighbor's kid. And when I looked at them, they were sweating bullets and their eyes were dilated. Another neighbor said they had bikes stolen five times, a dumpster fire that caught the fence on fire, an attendant who reported Gypsy dancing around naked around the fire. Oh. Here's another one. One neighbor said, I was with my 13-year-old niece and we were going upstairs and Gypsy's oldest son was sitting in the backyard butt naked and before gypsy got locked up there were sex dolls drying on the back of their porch that i'm assuming she bought for her sons they're off the wall i've had shouting matches with her kids all the time they don't go to school they sit there all day they're up all night being loud i i I mean i'm i'm one one neighbor said she asked uh, Taub, that's Gypsy. If she worried about leaving Depapi alone with her children, do you feel comfortable with him? Isn't it problematic for the kids? Well, he's already abused the kids," said Taub. Well, why didn't you send him away? Well, I called the police and they wouldn't do anything. She, she told me that that the father of her boys, Depapi, raped or molested the kids. But there was no sensitivity in her voice. The next morning, we got contacted by police because Taub claimed we, each, the neighbors, tried to sell them cocaine, which I've never even tried.
5: Uh, We've got to take a break. When we come back, a chance for some money, the keyword, the bonus uh, inflation cash money's next. Johnny Kent, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. After the news at 530, another horrible attack by a homeless person killing a father and daughter in Palmdale. We'll bring you all the details, the tearful mother and wife talking about uh, the ordeal after the news at 530. Well, John, another day in Harvey Weinstein land in court. No, Uh, I don't know. They did see on Friday, apparently pictures of his genitalia to. uh, It's a big part of this because it's as we've talked about, it's somewhat it's deformed. So that would be something that an accuser would probably not forget. It would make them more legitimate if they were accurately talking about the deformities, you see. So as much as that's unpleasant, it's kind of an important part of the Oh, uh,
3: yeah. No, you have, case. To, you have to identify the scene of the crime.
5: The scene of the crime is a yeah. good
3: way to put it. And the scene of, the, of his crimes are uh, in his pants there.
5: Now, today, the witness was Kelly S., She is not an accuser in the criminal case. She is another one of the witnesses that's been allowed to testify by the prosecution to show a pattern of behavior by Weinstein. So we did already hear from Jane Doe, number one, but now they have a couple of the women coming on the stand who are just uh, additional witnesses before we get to the, I think there's four Jane Does, including, again, the wife of Gavin Newsom is supposedly Jane Doe, number four, The unusual thing about this woman, she says that Harvey Weinstein, well, I guess one is an actual assault and the other one is a disgusting act. Twice, 1991 and 2008, the Four Seasons Hotel in Toronto is where she said this happened. And she said the first time was 1991. She said that he told her, you're going to love this, it's okay, it won't be long. She asked him to stop. She recalled him saying, I'm going to bleep you, it won't take long, just relax. She met him at a party when she was 24 years old in 1991. The aspiring actor, casually introduced to him, mingling with friends at a festival event for this Toronto -er situation. Weinstein hit her off with a cordial conversation She thought it was just friendly and professional. After bantering about art and film, she suggested they grab a glass of wine to continue their conversation. She agreed to go to a public restaurant close to the party where they had met. We were getting along really well, she said. She had no reason to be alarmed over his behavior over drinks. We were sincerely having a very nice time. And of course, he mentions a role for her. I want to show you a script. Well... She agrees to go to his hotel to see the script. She said, what happened next is really hard for me to talk about. But when she arrived at the hotel room, thinking she was going to read a script, he went into the hotel bathroom. When he came out, he was fast, aggressive, and purposeful, only wearing an unbuttoned shirt with no pants or underwear. And he was holding a hot cloth. Um, A hot cloth? Right. He said that... uh, He pulled her skirt off and put the hot cloth on her private part. My wife loves this. You're going to love this. Okay. And then uh, forced sex on her. Uh Uh Early and otherwise. Uh,
3: She says, I I froze. I hope he gets beaten every day in prison. I really do. After the assault, she
5: says that he called her this was before cell phones and caller IDs so she never knew it was him that was calling the first time he called she told the jury she was very upset and asked why was he raping me he told her that's not what happened I really like you and I would leave my wife for you right he said he wanted her to come to New York to meet one of his executives in charge of casting so he could audition for a role she told the jury that even though she was assaulted by Weinstein she thought it was a great opportunity and brought a female friend with her on the trip so that she felt safe. Weinstein paid for the flight hotel room. She had her friend stay with her hotel. He never showed up to a planned dinner and the audition never happened. Yeah, of
3: course. Be- yeah, because... Yeah, you're not going to bring a friend. You did? I've- there there was no audition. There was. Uh, he was going to tease her along and, and attack her a second time and a third time. Oh, my so, God. Some people... What, what does it take?
5: It's 2008. She's staying at the same four seasons in Toronto. She's in the lobby with her daughter and there is Weinstein. She did shout Harvey. She felt angry. She wanted to confront him about what happened. Yep, that's what you, I want to ask him why, why. The 1991
3: encounter. There is no why. He has the, he has a psychotic impulse. He can't control himself. There's no why. I,
5: so once again she goes up to his hotel room. No. No. Yep. What does it take? He shoves her into a bathroom, starts propositioning her for sex, and then eventually uh, he pledges himself in front of her. <laughs> That's her story. She never filed a police report in 91 or 08 because she felt
3: very, very, very embarrassed and stupid. And I don't know. Are these stories going to make the jury feel sympathetic to, to well, the victims? Yeah, this is just a pattern uh, testimony. It's not one they have to consider
5: in the criminal case. Yeah, it's not up for... uh... Not up for for a verdict, no. It's
3: just something that they can mull over as uh, part of his uh, methods. You don't wonder why these guys do it. I mean, they, they have a high success rate, and they get away with it much of the time. Look how long he went getting away with it, for decades. It all came crashing down, but only because there was some change in the culture where everyone decided to go public right but he'd been doing this for for many many years decades
5: yeah here she is again and she's calling me and we're and i invited her to new york and all right when we come back One horrible story out of Palmdale, where a father and daughter were stabbed to death in a shopping center parking lot by a vagrant. John and Ken KFI AM640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Don't forget our voter guide. It's there at KFIAM640.com. You get to the John and Ken page. You just uh, take a look there. We have given you recommendations on all of the ballot measures, a number of the races statewide and a few locally. Check it out at KFIAM640.com. Another story of one vagrants attack, and this is particularly nasty. uh, This one took out a husband and daughter in a Coles parking lot in Palmdale. Here's the story from KTLA reporter Rachel Menatoff
0: you know she wasn't just my daughter she
6: was my best friend elizabeth evans says her husband ken was a doting father her daughter mckenna the light of her life he loved playing pool he loved mountain biking he loved spending time with his daughter and she was an absolute beacon uh, she didn't know a stranger everybody became her best friend. McKenna's mom says she believes a man on drugs attacked her husband and daughter that her husband tried to shield his daughter from the attacker who repeatedly stabbed them to death outside of a Kohl's in this Palmdale shopping complex. I am just absolutely destroyed. Jesse Mercado is McKenna's boyfriend.
5: The first day I met her was at work and the moment she presented herself I grabbed my stuff was the day I fell in love with her.
6: Jesse says McKenna was a kind, caring, ambitious young woman and that the last few days have been utterly traumatic. And I ran to the crime scene to see if she was okay. <sighs> I wanted to hold her again. As Jesse and Elizabeth grieve two lives lost, police continue to investigate what happened here and are asking for witnesses to come forward with information.
5: To know that the person who changed my life
4: so drastically, it just what day was taken.
6: And so far, police have not made any arrests in this case. They're asking that anyone with information call over to the L.A. County Sheriff's Department. In the meantime, the Evans family is raising money through a GoFundMe account for funeral expenses.
5: I don't know how old that report is, Eric, but they have arrested a man so who may be a transient, don't have his name yet. Uh, there's a story that, that looks like it's credited to the Associated Press that both the victims and the attacker were living in their cars, parked in this Coles parking lot. We've talked about this before, that some of the larger... I think Home Depot did this, too. They would allow people overnight to park their vehicles in the uh, in their parking lot, whether it's an RV or a car or something. The and father and
3: daughter were living in the
5: car? That's what this AP story says. There was some kind of argument. The, the suspect asked the male adult victim for assistance regarding his vehicle, they got into an argument. It led to a physical fight, and ultimately, uh, the vagrants stabbed both of them.
3: Channel Five, and I don't know where they got their information from, unless they're just rewriting a wire story. Yeah. Said that McKenna and her dad were working on a car they owned in the parking lot of a Kohl's. Yeah, that's which what I, I heard found too. odd because unless they had a breakdown, why would you be working on a car in a Kohl's parking lot?
5: But unless one of them was living were... with it. But, I mean, the mother was interviewed there, and she didn't say anything about that, but she only wanted to talk about the memories of her daughter, which is understandable, but... I, I don't know what...
3: Uh, that, I, I just that, that, know that doesn't sound right to me, but we'll wait and see.
5: Yeah, we're going to have to probably wait for this
3: story to uh, pan out more, because I don't really... And see what this... Uh, with this uh, vagrant, this violent, uh, murderous vagrant, what his story is? You know, how many times was he spun through the system? Exactly. What's, uh, what's the failure in, in Palmdale not to have a guy like this uh, chased out and put away? You, yeah. you, you have to put all these people away. I, I don't care how long this this debate goes on; it can go on fifty years. You you either put them in, in in jail, you put them in a in a mental institution for psychiatric care or, or drug treatment. Those are the three choices. There is no there are no other choices.
5: There's a story along similar lines out of San Francisco. The Four Seasons has an apartment building called the Tower Residence. It's a luxury building. In fact, it features a $49 million penthouse and a host of amenities. However, it's apparently in the middle of the Tenderloin and Soma neighborhoods, and they've only been able to sell 13 of 146 units in two years since it opened. Because, as you might guess, there's a lot of open drug use and vagrants in the area, and nobody who could afford that much is going to live in even a penthouse in a beautiful building with amenities when you got that going on in the neighborhood.
3: Would you buy a condo uh, in, in the midst of an outdoor psychiatric ward? You would not,
5: because eventually you have to go... I mean, you might be able to go... Right from the elevator to the garage and get your car
3: out of there to drive through it all. Yeah, but, but eventually they get in. Eventually they'd get into the building, get into the garage. Yeah. Oh, my. But again, where. Oh,
5: it's would, four blocks from that Tenderloin Linkage Center. Remember the one? That's the one they set that, up where that, supposedly you could go
3: for treatment and nobody has? Right. That's where they. What, what do they do? They hand out free drugs there? I forget yeah, what the point I of that. Was.
5: I forget what they do. Or they stand or by needles, in case you OD.
3: Yeah. Is that it? I mean, it they, might the, be. The, I know they know they
5: gave it a fancy name like Linkage Center.
3: Yeah, they've they've always got a euphemism to cover up what it really is. Uh, <laughs> they've got thousands of, of drug addicts now in that Tenderloin district, outdoors, and and they live outdoors. Well, what do you think is going to happen? And I can't believe there isn't pressure from the business community to clean the city up. Why is everybody in the business? Sector So silent, all the developers that own these buildings, all the employers whose employees won't come back, whose employees are moving out of the city permanently. I mean, usually in every city, there is a big component of influential, powerful business people who, when they have to, they walk into the mayor or the city council's office and they start cracking heads. I mean, I can't believe the whole city gave up. Everybody gave up.
5: The story says that uh, a while back, Steph Curry and his wife agreed to buy one of the units for eight million dollars. But uh, by the this is in twenty twenty, but by the fall of twenty two, his name did not appear in any sales at the building. So, yeah, you we know, don't know exactly why they may have changed their mind, but you know, yeah,
3: well, that, that those those linkage centers are horrible it says here uh I'm looking at the I, I'm looking at the uh press release that they were going to serve up to 100 guests that's what they called them guests, <laughs> guests. look yeah. at all the youth euf- euphemism the double talk the George Orwell speak today initial operations commenced at the tenderloin linkage center an essential component of the tenderloin emergency initiative that is forging a path to promote a thriving community and save lives through overdose prevention and connecting people to care and service. And so they ended up with thousands of drug addicts.
5: Now, yeah. a spokeshole for London Breed named Parisa Sevrazada said the Lincoln Center has been a valuable experiment. The site is an immediate intervention to stabilize the community in the short term, while the city develops its longer-term plans for the tenderloin. What are those plans?
3: It looks like they're gonna they're gonna
5: shut it down at the end of the year. Yeah, that I was think... the idea because apparently it, it got no takers for help.
3: Yeah, it yeah. A very they...
5: small percentage of people went there to actually or agreed to any kind of treatment. December thirty
3: first, uh, London Breed is not gonna fund it anymore. No. Uh, I
5: don't I don't know
3: what. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was it was a it It, it was city sanctioned drug use with safe injection sites. So that just drew the drug addicts to get. Yeah, that's the way things are treated
5: now. You come here, we make sure you get safe injection equipment, needles, and then if you OD, we'll stand by to uh, resuscitate you. That is like one horrible way to deal with uh, rampant drug use. You're just enabling. I. No, we don't judge you. What's wrong uh, with judging? I don't know. You do it all the
3: time. You love it. Well, if you judge things, then you could say, we're not going to uh, put up with this anymore. We're going to fix it. We're going to cure it. We're going to treat it. We're going to remove the danger. That, that's what judgment is for in order to... Come up with a solution, to come up with a plan. You have to judge it. If you don't judge it, it means you're brainless. You're not using intelligence. I have no respect for people who go, Oh, I don't judge. Well, just say it I don't think, I don't use my brain.
5: Uh, we got uh, more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Well, there might be a lot of reasons for calling off trick-or-treating in a neighborhood. I can't think of a hell of a lot of them. And of course, COVID doused everything for a couple of years. But in a town, in, well, eastern Michigan town, a place called Wyandot, the city engineer has told people that uh, they need to cancel... This year's neighborhood trick-or-treating because of a cockroach infestation. Vehicles and costumes will not be able to use the sidewalks and streets on 20th Street all day Monday. Signs are put up. City Councilman told the Detroit Free Press that the city's desperately trying to get rid of the cockroaches. The infestation's no fault of the city. It was discovered when the city's waste management picked up a load of garbage crawling with them outside a home that has since been vacated but apparently they're everywhere and they think that the roaches may grab onto the kids costumes (laughs) enter other homes and of course reproduce
3: so the roaches are going to jump on the kids as the kids are going door to door yeah with those flowing
5: costumes
3: and how many roaches were in this uh in in the trash bin it doesn't say. Well was, how many they
5: came from this vacant home. Apparently they oh, reproduced like crazy in there.
3: What was going on? And now on they're in spreading
5: there. out. Uh, I don't know. God, there are nearly four thousand cockroach species worldwide and about sixty in the United States. Species of cockroaches. I hmm. I don't want to think that. Yeah. And now and many of them become lawyers. From the crazy world of COVID. And there are still some countries out there that have a zero-tolerance policy. One of them is good old China. Shanghai Disney. People have been told they cannot get out of the theme park until they can show a negative test for COVID. <laughs> so you might be in there if you test positive for weeks? or
3: What do you mean you can't leave the park?
5: Well, they got reports that there were 10 locally transmitted cases on Saturday. So they immediately instituted a lockdown policy which included Shanghai's Disney. They, Everybody they... in the park was told you cannot leave until you test negative for COVID. They shut the gates. This is what they do. It's crazy, huh? Remember have... the uh remember the IKEA that they shut down while people were still in there shopping, and they were running for the elevators? Oh yeah. It's as nutty as it sounds, this is what they do in a communist country because they want to control yeah. everything.
3: Yeah. Well, this
5: is how crazy micromanaging is. This could have been Barbara
3: Ferrer. Oh, Ferrer? <laughs> Ferrer's this close. Newsom, this close to being that. You don't think they look at that and they marvel and they say, wow, that's cool.
5: I know. And if look only we that, could look, do
3: that here. Yeah. Look at that. We could save lives. Hundreds, thousands of people locking them up because there were 10 cases. Whoa. What's their phrase? If we could save just one life, it's worth yeah. it, right? One life? How do you put a price on life? So I, I, I assume there's hotel. I don't know a thing about Shanghai Disney. Is there hotels in there? I would guess there is. Or,
5: Videos posted on Chinese social media show people rushing to the park's gates following the announcement but finding them already locked.
3: Of course. What a hard The park movie. is
5: barring people from entering, and those inside could only leave if they have a
3: negative test result. So if you weren't staying a hotel inside the park, and I don't know if there are, but if you so you just would have to sit in the park.
5: You do, and, and God help us if you test positive. Well, are they testing? Then you're not getting. Well, are, they you, are they supplying?
3: Are they supplying the tests? I hope.
5: I think so, and I think what happens if you test positive, they take you to, they drag you away to some isolation place. So
3: that's oh, how yeah, this is Oh yeah, yeah. The men, the men in those white hazmat suits show up. Yeah, they drag you and away and they toss you into one of those white lockers.
5: Ah, uh, good news is Shanghai Disney will uh, says that tickets will be valid for six months and refunds will be given if you got you know shut inside.
3: I, by this. I, I I used to really want to go to China, and I'm never going there. I, I went just, the, I went 12 years ago. I, so I, 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 I yeah, but they they've gotten psycho since they were. Re, I think so. They, I think it's were, worse. They now. were reasonable some years ago in fact I was I was trying to put together a, a trip uh, involving listeners but it was just wasn't the right time of year that they were available to do it and I
5: they're not gonna do it now no if you've got to pick another country how about Russia Ukraine
3: I'm glad I saw Russia uh, you know I want to go to Russia but ago. that was years ago too yeah St Petersburg now. that was, that was a cool three days there but I would never go now no, no I, I I just don't I, I I can't I can't deal with these uh I can't deal with California. California's too much for (laughs) me.
4: These oppressive governments. These
3: oppressive governments. Controlling boobs. All right. We got Conway here.
4: Hey, now, I remember uh, years back, we were going to do a cruise to Hawaii with our listeners. And uh, on a Wednesday, we said, hey, come on, cruise with us. We had 12 people sign up on the first night, right? We only need like 45 cabins. Then the second night, the Concordia in Italy flipped over and 40 people died. And that oh, kind of killed it because yeah. we we're doing stories all night about the Concordia, Concordia live, and then like, hey, during commercial break, hey, you want to take a cruise to Hawaii? Come on with us, it'll be great. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> is there
3: people weird like that?
4: And then they, but, yeah,
3: yeah, like like the Hawaiian ship is going to f- tip over too.
4: It was it was a tough time to sell a cruise.
3: Yeah, yeah. I'll I bet I you so. if there's a
5: plane crash, people don't buy plane tickets that night. Probably
4: yeah, not. no, I. I uh, doesn't the airline? Wasn't that an old uh, rule, Ken? Where if an airliner goes down, all airliners take their advertising off for a week.
3: Oh, I didn't know that. It's yeah, like kind of. a wouldn't surprise route. me. Yeah, of the rule is probably a voluntary. Bad uh, vibes. Yeah, I Rick Caruso's coming on with us
4: at six. Oh, dude, oh yeah. good. Yeah, for you. That'll good. be fun. And uh-huh. um, and then Nori has a huge show tonight. Ghost to ghost, he tells ghost stories all night. All right. And in between that, Rick Caruso and Nori. Sucks. What else do you need? Oh, sucks. I was
3: going to say that you, between six fifteen. You should and 10, play
4: Halloween music. That's what we should do. Yeah, on on our Clay station. Clay has a radio, his own ra- Halloween uh, radio is on Halloween. Apparently, though, he
5: has a whole digest of songs.
3: I. That's right. He's great In at fact, it, man. Play, there's a really good Buck Owens Halloween song you might want to oh, play. Geez. Yeah, pass that on. <laughs> I personally recommend it. Thanks. We've already, we've already tested it You might as, as well, well yell ding dong all night.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Where'd you get it on? TikTok from the kids? Uh, they all I, talking I, about I,
3: that? It I, I was on the show. Eric passed it off on <laughs> us today. Eric put it on. <laughs>
4: It's no, the music great. director there. And then uh, eight days until the midterm, then all these political ads come down. Yeah, they all God. get wiped off of TV. No, man. And then we'll talk about LAX with uh, Steve Gregory.
5: If I see one more dialysis ad, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I
3: know. Please, Ding dong. vote no. Is, yeah, vote no on everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, all right, we got Michael Crozier's got the news. Yeah. Up Caruso! Caruso! Right. Caruso, KFW, 2 Los Angeles, Orange oh. County, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app.
1: We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Do you love Selena?
3: Like, really love?
2: Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the queen of Tejano.
4: And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon.
2: We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
3: He has the smarts.